So today we are going to talk about carbohydrates. And I feel like there are these cycles of diet fads. And obviously we know what happened in the kind of 80s. It was the low fat revolution and everybody was kind of filling their plates with carbohydrates because they wanted to avoid um, fats. And obviously we know what happened. It didn't work out so well, but there always seems to be this strange kind of writing. Um, so to kind of bring that balance, everything gets too extreme again. So we've gone from like overloading our plates with carbohydrates to feeling like they need to be banned completely. And there might not be a problem if you're starting to watch this webinar and you're like, I just don't really like carbohydrates. There isn't really, you know, I'm not a massive fan of pasta, bread, rice, uh, vegetables, fruit. You can probably stop watching right now, but I want you to start to embrace carbohydrates. I want to you to think about them and feel like you've got some kind of autonomy to how you're including them in your plates of food. Um, just with a little bit of knowledge about how that food group is going to serve your energy levels and how you not, not need to start thinking or how you get to start thinking about representing on your plate uh, the quantities of these food groups that are going to best serve your goal for that day. So for example, you might have a really sedentary day where you can't get any activity in and you might want to fuel your body very differently on those very sedentary days to the days where you are very active you are very physical so I'm going to start to just demystify and just neutralize feelings that we might have about carbohydrates because I do think what happens and maybe this will resonate you've maybe been on a diet which has made you restrict carbohydrates and what maybe then happened was that you lost a lot of weight very quickly and one thing to remember is when you have got carbohydrates in your body, they are actually going to um, hold on to water. So your actual physical weight on the scales will look like it's increased. Even if your body fat and your muscle mass are exactly the same, you'll just be holding a little bit more water. And nobody is obviously trying to lose water when they go on a diet. You're trying to lose body fat. So that's just to kind of hold on to, because you might have a bit of a stuck narrative around the fact that for you to be successful in your sort of re, uh, re body compositioning journey that you need to ban or massively restrict carbohydrates, just because you hold on to this belief that the only time you've seen the scales move is when you've massively restricted on the carbs. But actually, all you've been monitoring probably is um, how much water your body is containing. So let's just talk firstly about why carbohydrates are so awesome. And the reason we find ourselves reaching for them is because our brains are in control of what we do. And carbohydrates are our brain's preferred fuel. So our brains have to work really super hard to make sure that we can, you know, turn up to all of our obligations and responsibilities every day. So your brain knows that if you just quickly go and grab some sugar, so whatever that sugar might be, it might be those Harry bows that have been left out on the side. It might be some crisps. Your brain knows that it's going to get hold of the glucose really quickly and um, it's going to help your brain function. But the problem is we didn't used to live in worlds where we had such a lot of readily available carbohydrates. And if we were going to go and find some sort of 
berries, we probably would have been foraging for them and moving and having to kind of seek them out. So there would have been a bit of energy expenditure before we got to the prize of these absolutely delicious, nutrient dense berries. Um, so we just need to have a little think about that. Like our food environments now are not kind of aligned with kind of our basic brain function. So our basic brain function is always like find energy dense foods and eat as much of them as possible because you never know where, when you're going to get an opportunity to eat again. In the world we live in, all of us are continually surrounded by, you know, very delicious, um, highly uh, satiable um, and sort of calorie dense foods without having to really give out any energy to go and get them. And carbs exist in so many wonderful foods and some of them are very nutrient dense. So like the fruit and the vegetables and some of them are less energy dense. So things um, or nutrient dense, not energy dense. They are very energy dense. So things like cakes and donuts and chocolates. Obviously, we know that they are all carbohydrates. And just have a think. If you have a think about any time we celebrate anything, we are going to be looking at celebration foods. So that definitely is where we get together and there's like an array of different desserts and we bring out the crisps. So all of these sort of high um, sugar foods are often associated with celebra celebratory events. And that's great. That's fantastic. But it becomes very, very tricky when these foods aren't just minority foods that are around for certain special occasions. They're just part and parcel of your everyday. And that might be where you're starting to feel like there's a bit of a conflict because obviously you desire them. They're not around just a couple of times um, a month. They're kind of available all of the time, kind of speaking to you. The amount of women I work with who have um, snack cupboards and drawers that talk to them. So if that is you, you're 100% not on, on your own. Um, and the other reason that carbs are awesome is because they will start to fuel your performance. And hopefully, if you are going to be working with me over the next six weeks, hopefully you've already grabbed your spot. If you haven't, what are you doing? You need to grab it now. Um, you might start even thinking about how you're putting carbohydrates in your diet to fuel your performance. And again, that's something we will go into in much more depth with the one to one coaching. So let's see if we can move it on. And we've got different types of carbs. And I think we need to stop giving foods moral judgment. And I don't want us to be thinking about like good carbs and bad carbs. But I do want us to have a little think about the carbs that exist that are a little bit more simple. And by simple, I just mean that your body isn't going to need to use very much energy at all to get hold of the glucose. And that's not always a bad thing. Sometimes that's exactly the type of glucose you're wanting to give your body, depending on what day you're having. So say you're thinking about going on a 5k and you really want to like smash out your personal best, you are going to do very well from having some simple carbs that are readily available. So the glucose is in your bloodstream so you can perform optimally. If you contrast that with you have some very simple glucose to so say you have a glass of orange juice, so your blood sugars are just going to spike and then you're going to sit down at your desk not moving, and you're going to be on back-to-back -back Zoom calls. All you're going to do is have spiked your blood sugars. Your body hasn't got anything to do with that glucose. Like you're not really needing it. So you're just going to get this massive glucose spike, and then you're going to get a massive slump around mid-morning where you'll start to kind of 
rummage around in the kitchen looking for something to bring you back up again and so the cycle continues until you're starting to tell yourself and starting to believe that you're a sugar addict you're not a sugar addict but you might not be um, using carbohydrates in your day as well as you could be so we need to know how to utilize them so complex carbohydrates are going to be more things like your um vegetables so if you think about things like broccoli and sweet corn and even just thinking about the structure of sweet corn we know that to get the energy of, out of that sweet corn you're going to have a lot more kind of fiber in the sweet corn so you're going to have to do a lot of breaking down to get hold of the glucose very similarly if you think of the difference between um drinking a glass of orange juice as opposed to eating the whole orange it's going to be much more tricky for your body to get hold of the sugar in a whole orange than it is the orange juice where actually you stripped away so much of the fiber that's going to slow down the absorption in your bloodstream. So you don't really need to overthink it, but I want you just to have like a little bit of a kind of nod towards having a preference or having a majority behavior behind these more complex forms of carbohydrates. And that would mean that the majority of the time for kind of health reasons, and because you know, they're more nutrient dense, you're going to choose the whole grain varieties or the variety of carbs that have been the least processed, because it's just going to serve your energy levels better, unless you're about to like smash out a PB, in which case it's probably all about the white things. So let's move it on. This is how I think personally, you should start to include carbs in your diet. And this is particularly if you've not been including them and you've got a belief that carbs are bad, you eat too many of them, you're addicted to sugar, you're just, you know, you can't control yourself around crisps. This is coming from a place of you having restricted them. So I need you to start practicing um, having complete permission to eat the carbohydrates again. I want you to start to feel some joy about them existing in your plates of food. And again, like I talked about before, think about the day ahead of you. Like if you've got a very high energy expenditure day, you might be thinking and having a bit more of a nod towards the carbs on your plate than if you've got a very sedentary day where you might feel that your energy levels and your blood glucose levels benefit from a day that contains more of the proteins and the healthy fats. And then rather than thinking about carbs being good, or bad carbs. I just want you to start thinking about the majority carbs that you're going to start um, really filling up your plate with, as opposed to maybe more of those minority carbs, like the cakes and the donuts, because they are lovely. And that is absolutely fine. And you shouldn't have any moral judgment around them. But if it's keeping you stuck, or if you feel like you're a slave to these foods, you need to start to make sure that they are in your diet, because you should include every single food that you enjoy in your diet, but it needs to be in a way that serves you, that nudges you towards this person that you want to be, who has a relaxed attitude towards food, that practices food neutrality, but also eats in line with maybe their body composition goals or their health goals. Because again, where people come unstuck is where there's a conflict and you always feel like you're going against yourself or self-sabotaging. And remember, when you're going around the supermarket and you are deciding on what to put in your basket and you're thinking about, you know, should I get this or should I get that or I shouldn't get this? 
I want you to replace that kind of language with, I get to go around the supermarket and fill up my trolley with amazing, vibrant, colored fruits and vegetables. doesn't matter if they're tinned. It doesn't matter if they're frozen. Um, and you get to leave some of the other foods that really don't serve you and you don't want to bring them into your food environment. You do get to leave those in the supermarket. You don't have to leave them in the supermarket, but they're not running out at no point in my whole entire life, really, has there been like a shortage of any of these, you know, very kind of energy dense foods like donuts, like you can always find one, they're not going to go anywhere. But just starting to really remember that you're back in the driver's seat. And for everybody in your family, it might be because everyone's impacted upon by their food environment, that it would benefit all of you to have to maybe walk to the shops to get that kind of minority treat on a certain day, rather than just having this kind of constant um access to these foods that we do know our brains are going to tell us to go and eat for all of the reasons I've already um chatted about so let's have a little look and this is a bit more on blood sugars so we spoke about it yesterday as well but I want you to think so you've got your starchy carbohydrates and your starchy carbohydrates and more things like your rice your pasta your potatoes and your bread and then you've got your non-starchy carbs. That's more your kale, your broccoli, your carrots, your peppers, your tomatoes. And we know when we have those starchy carbs that you're going to be getting more of your sugars from these. And it tends to be that there's a little bit less kind of fiber than you've got in those non-starchy carbs. So when you're thinking, and do start to think about this, say your stomach is completely empty. If you start a meal with lots of vegetables, which are really high in fiber, it's gonna create a bit of a net and a bit of a mesh in your stomach. And that's gonna be a barrier between um, your basically your stomach and those sugars going straight into your bloodstream. So you're really thinking about putting a bit of a padding down there. And they have done loads of um, research now where they've looked at people's blood sugar response. And it, even if you eat exactly the same meal, the foods that you select to eat first will have a massive impact on your blood glucose level. So just thinking about that. So when we talk about the plate method, you're always starting with an abundance of those non-starchy vegetables. And that is one of the reasons why I want you to think about trying to pair these carbohydrates with a protein or a fat. And hopefully you've got my protein um, cheat sheet by now. If you haven't, open up Facebook Messenger. In Messenger, send me the word protein and I will send it. But I give you some ideas of snacks and how we can start to have a nod towards more stabilized blood sugars. And again, if you're going to have something sweet, it's much better to have it after a balanced plate method meal than to have it in isolation all out on its own. And I would say for, I would say as high as like 90% of the women I work with, inserting a 4 p.m. high protein snack works absolute wonders if you are someone who really struggles with evening snacking. So if you're someone who finds themselves kind of doing that like little 9 p.m. rummage in the cupboards, you inserting this 4 p.m. high protein snack is going to be game changing because we know that we're going to have this drop in blood sugars in that mid afternoon, but it matters what you decide to um, nourish your body with. And then the other way, just to start thinking about your eating, and this again can absolutely revolutionize the way people are eating, is to close your eating windows. So I want you to think about opening an eating window with great exuberance and joy because you're dishing up a delicious plate method style um, meal. And then I want you to think about closing it. So you've eaten everything you're going to eat. 
And then you have like, maybe it's a cup of tea or a cup of herbal tea, or it's a glass of water and a piece of fruit. And it symbolizes the end of that eating window, if you like. And then again, to stop your blood sugars, having to do this for all the little mindless nibbling you do, you wait to open up that window again at maybe your next eating opportunity. So maybe lunchtime, or maybe it's the 4 p.m. snack time. So just start thinking about purposefully closing these windows because nobody likes a draft. So... I've spoken about this a little bit already, but just again, so if you do have a performance goal in mind, I want you to be thinking about getting those simple carbohydrates in around the time that you're exercising. So maybe an hour, half an hour beforehand, you might have like uh, a banana and maybe a coffee. So you've got some caffeine to fuel that exercise. However, if you just need to kind of make sure that your blood sugar is much more stable, you're going to be looking to get most of your energy and carbohydrates from those more complex carbs. So the lower glycemic index carbs, which are going to be things like your whole grain rice, your whole grain pasta, your seeded multi-grain bread, etc., etc. So just have a little think, be like, what does my day hold and how can I help support that with my nutrition. And this just brings me on lastly to talk a little bit about the six week reset because spaces did open yesterday. So on Wednesday, and at the moment, we're just concentrating on one thing. And that thing is nourishment. But I do have some other pillars when it comes to making sure that you are absolutely thriving. So nutrition is one of them. The next one is movement to make sure you are moving enough. So if you join me for the six week reset, you get me as your coach, you get a dedicated West Beach Fitness app, and you get daily accountability, as well as biweekly accountability zoom calls. So it's a really kind of um, nurturing coaching approach that I take. You do get direct access to me throughout as well. So if you are somebody who's like, this is interesting, embedding this um, pattern of nourishing myself more optimally, maybe the other things that you need to be starting to think about is do I move enough? Like movement is huge. It's huge for our mental and physical health. So that's the next pillar obviously training is going to come in because if we've got our nourishment right and we are really optimizing our nourishment, the re one of the reasons we're doing that, particularly with protein, is to try and maintain and maybe even increase our lean muscle mass. So we live in bodies that are easier to look after. So again, there is a sort of staged program of training access all at the click of a button via the app, as well as opportunities to come and train with me live on Zoom. So that is also fantastic. And then this is a massive part of the puzzle. And you might have started to get a bit of an inkling towards my coaching style if you've been here now for a few days. And it's about your mindset. The women I work with, it's not that their bodies are broken. It's not that they don't know about exercise or the benefits of exercise or movement or training, but it's that they have some stuck narratives and they have some, some things that are keeping them stuck, not living their best lives in a body that feels energized, nourished and strong. So, so much of the work I do, and this is particularly pulled in with the coaching work and the group calls, as well as the daily kind of accountability and contact you have with me, is to start to get really curious 
about the things that have prevented you from moving forward in the direction of travel that you want to go. So if you want to know more about the six week reset, obviously just let me know. You can message me across any of the platforms. Otherwise, um, group spaces are now open. So follow the link in the group and just make sure you secure your spot. I keep group coaching to small kind of intakes just because of the kind of one-to-one nature and the um, the cohesiveness of the group. So if you are interested in basically leveling up, investing in yourself and making sure that you don't start the next year feeling like you started at the beginning of this one, I would highly recommend leaping into action now. Um, so any question, guys, obviously you can at me in the group. Um, otherwise, I will um, see you tomorrow for the very last webinar, which is super exciting. All right, guys, bye.